Blog Talk Radio. Back at it again, baby. Here we come again. It's the NFL Week 2 holiday. Enjoy it with us. NFL Draft Bible here on the brand new NUCSports.com. Of course, the Fantasy Football Insiders Roundtable Podcast. I got the all-star lineup crew ready to go. Here we go. Week 2 holiday fantasy football style remix. Everybody's still feeling real good about their fantasy football teams. 1-0, 0-1-1. Still feeling good. Riding that high. Feeling good about your draft. Oh, we got the stingers today. <laughs> Upside your head. All right, seeing a place to be. Rick Saratelli here on this blessed Sunday, September 20th, 10 a.m. Got an all-star cast to line up. We're going to go around the uh, cast the crew. Got the chat room open. All my people in the chat room got a question. We got answers. Let's get right to it. Not much time to waste. Uh, we'll welcome in the all-star crew cast. Here we go. Around the table, we welcome in first on this Sunday. How appropriate. The good reverend, Ralph Mancini, always preaching the gospel of the draft Bible. Welcome to the show. Ralph, how are you today? I'm doing great. I like this kind of party. Let's get it on. Let's do it. Go around the table. We've got the rookie draft, <coughs> Joe Everett in the house. You can follow him at Joe E.W. Everett. Hope I got that right. Two T's, Joe. Welcome to the show. How are we doing today? Doing great. Glad to be a part of the party. Ready to break it down NFL style today. All right, let's get ready to go. Of course, uh, the Reverend Ralph Mancini, you can follow him at Reverend Ralph. And our next guest up, you can follow at Fantasy Taz. He only plays in 100 fantasy football leagues a season. He is none other than Jim Day. Welcome to the show of Scout Fantasy. How are we doing today, Jim? Hey, guys, everybody. It's welcome Welcome back time. Glad to be with you guys again. It should be another fun season, and I'm looking ready to yell at everybody. Yeah, that's right. I got Jim Day speechless for once. That's going to be a speech that's hard to repeat. And here we go right back at it today, guys. I know we got the chat room open. We're going to take questions. Got a real quick, short show. If you like it, please email me, RIC, at NFLDraftBible.com. Of course, we got the new website, www.nfldraftbible.com, where you can get 20% savings off any membership right now. Use my code RIC2015. And don't forget, later on today, if you're in Chicago, we got the live Bears post game with our host Chris Shanafelt and Aaron Lemming each and every week, immediately following the Chicago Bears post game. So log on to the NFLDraftBible.com for that one. But. The big news today, aside from Des Bryant, we'll get to that in a minute. The big news today, gentlemen, the biggest FA waiver wire pickup of the last 24 hours, possibly of the week, is none other than CJ2K, Chris Johnson, in the starting lineup for the Arizona Cardinals. Now, last time we heard of him, he was down in in, in Miami getting shot in the club. Uh, we'll go over to the Reverend Ralph Mancini here first. CJ2K getting the start. Is that real or a mirage? Because our boy David Johnson's on the bench here. What do you got to say, Rev? You know, uh, I think uh, if he's going to give you any value, obviously it's going to be short-term. Andre Ellington, it looks like he's going to be back next week. As far as CJ2K, uh, I think he's going to be sharing the ball with David Johnson. Uh, if you have to start him, if you're in a desperate situation, I would start him as a as a flex option, as an RB3. Uh, but if you're expecting him to turn back 
time and, you know, turn into CJ2K and, and put up, you know, 150 yards and, you know, and uh, have 80-yard runs. I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, I think he could score your chief touchdown. That's who you look for, you know, maybe a one-yard touchdown, something like that. But I don't look for great things. I think he could be solid. Again, I would start him if you're desperate as a flex option. Joe, are you buying or selling CJ2K, and do you like your boy David Johnson? I know we did the NFL draft preview shows. That was one of your guys. Who has more fantasy football value here on week two? In the immediate, it seems like CJ2K. I mean, they're going to be passing. He has the receiving ability. So targets, carries, it seems like right now, especially uh, against Chicago, it seems like a nice little spot start. Uh, this undetermined amount of time that uh, Ellington is out, which is really killing it. Is it three weeks? Is it two? Who knows? So, it, you know, you can't put a ton of fab waiver bucks into this, I, I think. But still, CJ2K, not a bad start. I do like David Johnson, though, as far as the guy that has that um, big play in him. That I, I still think he has uh, the biggest upside long term. But, yeah, if we're talking about a filler for a couple weeks, I'm not afraid of Chris Johnson. Well, I'm going to tell you like this. I'll take David Johnson today. I am not buying CJ2K. No way, no how. I just don't think he has anything left. I could see the Cardinals abandoning him by the second half. David Johnson's in there. I'm buying David Johnson. This is the Fantasy Football Insiders radio show. We've got the chat room open. Week two holiday. Can't stop, won't stop. You don't even know how to hold me down. Let's go over to the expert Fantasy Taz, Jim Day, for the Dallas Cowboys news here. Des Bryant expected to miss up to another three months. What do we do here, Taz? Do we go Cole Beasley? Do we go Devin Street? I know the other kid is uh, probably off the waiver wire. Uh, who's the Dallas Cowboy wide receiver here long term that we want to pick up? Williams, I believe his name is, is probably gone. Who's the next guy in line here? Well, you're going to fight between Terrence Williams. You're going to fight with Devin Street. You're going to fight with Bryce Butler. The guy I want to own is Cole Beasley. He's going to be a PPR machine in this offense. They're going to look to him for a lot of low stuff, and he's going to put up a lot of PPR points. Forget all those big guys because they're going to fight it out with each other because, let's face it, they all, they're all big, but they're all terrible. Beasley is the guy I want. All right, Cole Beasley, you guys buying, selling, anybody like Devin Street upside? No, I think Devin Street's just the guy. Uh, I like Cole Beasley myself. And if you want to compare him to Terrence Williams, you take a look at last year. Terrence Williams' numbers started to fade during the second half of the season, and that was no coincidence. That happened because Cole Beasley was rising um, toward the second half of last season. You know, this guy is hard to cover. He catches everything in sight. And I think he's going to be a security blanket for Tony Romo. All right. The Reverend Ralph Mancini giving us a little inside scoop. That's how we do it here on the Fantasy Football Insiders radio show brought to you by NFLDraftBible.com. Check out the all-new NFLDraftBible.com at NUC Sports. Banging you and bopping you over the head here on the NFL Week 2 holiday. Of course, I'm your host, Rick Saratella, and I told you we get to those Stingers, we're getting to them right now. And one day I promise I'll upload some silly uh, sound effects 
shenanigans for you all to listen to, but right now you got me buzzing in your ear. I'm going to start it off with Joe Everett because somebody needs to give him some smelling salt. Wake him up. I hear the grogginess, Joe, but give us your week two stinger that we're just going to sting our opponents with. Well, a, a guy who's 4% owned right now and I think is going to have a big game is Kiri Robinson of uh, New Orleans. I know that couple of backs there, but still, against Tampa Bay, I don't even think it's going to be a game. Robinson only had eight carries for 19 yards, sure, but look at his five catches for 51 yards on six targets. He's cleaning up on catches that otherwise would have been Jimmy Graham's or C.J. Spiller's. He's getting those underneath looks, and I think Kerry Robinson against the Buccaneers, um, you can expect them to run the ball a lot more in this game and probably try and put away in the second half. Robinson's going to be a big part of that. If if you're looking at a guy, you could just scoop up, make you a couple double digits, and uh, get your opponent thinking twice. I think Kerry Robinson might be that guy. Okay, Kyrie Robinson. Now I think C.J. Spiller also back in the mix today. So anybody, are you guys buying or selling Kyrie Robinson? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not on that bandwagon with Spiller back. I I, I think they ease Spiller in, but at, at the same point, he's going to get some touches and some looks in the passing game, and that's definitely going to take away from Robinson. I expect a big game out of Ingram. Um, and I'm just not sure what to do with Robinson. He could have a big game. I'm not saying he won't. But with C.J. Spiller back, he is definitely risky. Yeah, I think with Spiller back, a little bit of a roll of the dice, maybe a little too dicey for me. I'm going to bail out on that one, hit the eject button, Kyrie Robinson, C.J. Spiller, a lot of balls to go around. You saw our boy from Rutgers getting into the mix, Brandon Coleman, last week. So a lot of guys picking up the uh, slack for the departed Jimmy Graham, the departed Kenny Stills. Uh, Ralph, anybody on the Saints that you're targeting specifically this week that you think can offer some upside? I think we seem to have covered the bases, but uh, anybody else that we may be omitting? Well, I mean – out of the obvious guys, Brandon Cooks, I think, is going to have a spectacular week. I don't think anybody from the Bucks is going to have enough speed to stay with him. Um, I, I like Brandon Coleman as well. Look, against this Bucks defense, uh, they're very slow. They, they have problems covering just about anybody. The only decent uh, defender they have uh, with enough speed to stay with a lot of these Saints is uh, Levante David. So I do like Brandon Coleman. I do like Cooks, and I love Mark Ingram. All right, there you have it. The Saints known to put up those points on Sundays for the fantasy football teams. Hey, if you have a question, we're live right now. Fantasy Football Insiders Radio, you can hit us up on Twitter, at NFL Draft Bible. I'm checking you out. I'm checking out our crew in the chat room. If you have a question, we have answers. We're going to get to our week two stingers. We're going to get to our season-long stingers. But first, gentlemen, before we came on the show, I have a question for you because I was scratching my head. I had Trey Mason. I could only choose one guy, one guy only. I had Trey Mason in the starting lineup. Looks like he's going to finally play this week, but maybe by committee. Benny Cunningham in the mix there last week. I could see them sharing carries. I got a little bit nervous this week. I didn't know who to pick. It was between Trey Mason, Isaiah Kroll, who's going up against the uh, – oh, man, Cleveland – Cleveland, I will check in on you. Tennessee. 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 Isaiah Crawl against Tennessee. But we also saw kind of a split there with Duke Johnson last week. And Alfred Blue going against a tough, tough Carolina defense again. 
splitting time with Jonathan Grimes, Chris Polk in the mix in Houston. But I went, boom, the ultimate roll of the dice, the more week two stinger, and I'm going to sting the Reverend Ralph Mancini because we're head-to-head this week. Ralph, you're not allowed to answer since we're facing off. But Jim and Joe, I went with, oh, my God, return of the Mac, Run DMC, Darren McFadden, that's the theme of the show, Return of the Mac, Darren McFadden, call me crazy, guys, but am I going You're out on a limb too much for you? <laughs> I'm not even Give it to me, baby. <laughs> You're just crazy. Give it to uh, me, baby. I'd rather roll the dice with Trey Mason at this point, even a little injured. Just, you know, McFadden, I, he got the ball a couple times last week and looked good while he had the ball, and then they took the ball out of his hands and never gave it back to him. At this point, I just can't trust him to get enough touches. So because of that, I'm going to go with Trey Mason here. I'm not liking it, okay. but I would. All right, Joe, Joe, before you call me crazy, hear me out now. <laughs> little mole on the wall, little birdie. Little birdie told me, you know, week one, Joseph Randall got all the first team snaps. A beat reporter on the Dallas Cowboys is now saying that week two, in preparation for this game against Philadelphia, who – I shall remind you that Philly offense moves fast, moves real fast. So it means uh, Dallas's offense is going to be on the field for a lot of time. Darren McFadden splitting carries with Joseph Randall this week. Is that a sign of things to come? Before you call me crazy, is there one more there? Bring it back. Throwback Thursday. I need a throwback Sunday. Give it to me, baby. I'm I'm just not buying it. I mean, it's it's all well window dressing from the reporter, but not only are you fighting with Joe Randall, but Lance Dunbar is getting his little piece of the pie too. Not a lot in the running game, but just being out there, losing snaps to him in scenarios. So, yeah, I just I I think Jim's right. You, you take your Trey Mason medicine, and you don't like it, but that's probably the matchup to play against the Redskins. All right, Ralph, looks like you're off the hook. Maybe. I'm going to have to debate about that now. The seller's giving me some something to think about after this show as we go head-to-head in our Dynasty League. Of course, we got the good Reverend Ralph Mancini, rookie draft Joe Everett, and Fantasy Taz Jim Day from Scout Fantasy. I am your host, Rick Saratella, breaking it down. NFL 2, Week 2 holiday. Get down on it, baby. We got the chat room open. We got the Twitter handle open. You got questions. We got answers. We're going to go over to Jim Day, Fantasy Taz, for his Week 2 stinger. Who's somebody out there that you're going to sting your opponent with here in the Week 2 NFL holiday? Well, I'm going to go out for on a really big limb. You think you went on a limb? I'm going to go even further, and I'm going to say Zach Stacy of the Jets. Chris hey Ivan dinged up this week. Uh, they are talking about him possibly playing, but there's still a chance he doesn't. If he doesn't go, Zach Stacy is the guy who's going to get the lion's share of the carries, not Bilal Powell. Powell is not in every down back. Zach Stacy is. So I look for Zach Stacy to be the guy if Ivory doesn't go. And still my chance if Ivory does go because you don't know if he gets through the game. But Zach Stacy is my stinger of the week. Very interesting take. And the way that Chris Ivory has been running, it looks like he's going to be banged up and bruised up every week. But uh, I want to go over to the good Reverend Ralph Mancini on this because he's always got his finger on the pulse when it comes to the New York Jets. A lot of broken furniture in that apartment over there in Howard Beach, Ralph. What do you take of this situation? 
Well, you know, look, we're not going to find out until Monday night whether or not Chris Ivory is going to play. He is questionable right now. Uh, look, if you do have Chris Ivory, yes, I would put the, pick up Zach Stacy and plug him in. Um, otherwise, uh, I, I don't know what's going to happen with Chris Ivory. Uh, if he does play, he's a guy that you start. If Zach Stacy starts, then you plug him into your fantasy lineup. All right, uh, you know that's good to know because I, I, you know, I'm just assuming Chris Ivory's good to go. That guy runs like an animal. Uh, he may be the new, new beast mode. As a matter of fact, Joe, your take. I like the call uh, in this game. I, I don't think the Colts going to be do much about it. Just look at that same team that showed up at Buffalo plays this weekend, it's going to get ugly. Uh, I would want a piece of the Jets' offense, as crazy as that sounds. Heck, Fitzpatrick may even torch this Colts' defense since they're two corners shy. Um, that defense is so terrible. I mean, they could not stop children at a school crossing. That's how bad the Colts are right now. So <laughs> go ahead, jump on that Jets' bandwagon, and uh, play the game green while you got the chance. Yeah, the uh, New York Jets put up a big 31 spot last week. My boy Ryan Fitzpatrick coming through the Amish cannon, gaining some steam. <laughs> and uh, I've got to tell you, a couple other guys gaining some steam, maybe still out there on the waiver wire today. Going to play a quick game of uh, Real or Mirage. I don't want to give away all our stingers. We've got to let the West Coast audience wake up. Yeah, those West Coast slaggers. I see the chat room up. We've got guys. Guys, all over the world. We're international known on the microphone. That's just how we get down. And uh, I'm just going to take a look here. I'm looking at Carlos Williams. You talk about physical. You talk about violent. You talk about big-time potential. And Carlos Williams of the Buffalo Bills, former defensive player at Florida State, had some off-field issues coming into the draft. I know here's a guy that we had a first-round grade talent level-wise, but Joe went in the latter part of the NFL draft. We saw him uh, sniff pay dirt last week. This week against the Patriots, Buffalo Bills, uh, goal line opportunities. What do you see here for Carlos Williams, that New England Patriots has yet to be tested up the middle. What are you smelling here on Carlos Williams still on the waiver wire in a lot of leagues right now. Yeah, I think he's uh, floating around 20% owned. So I think he's a great scoop up. And also the rest of the season, uh, more so than just this week, if you're asking for like a nice season-long pickup, this guy, uh, he's shown the talent. And, yeah, we put the scouting report out earlier before last year's college football and saying this guy runs like Fred Taylor. He's just a Mack truck with move and wheels. But, um yeah, that offseason, the, um, whatever he got, the trouble he got in, that's the fifth-round reason. But still, I think he found himself a great home. McCoy has mm-hmm. had a little bit of issues with the injury and the philosophy in Buffalo. That's what Rex wants to do is pound the rock. So they're not going to just use McCoy. They're going to need two. And Williams going to have a big part to play not only this week, but I think going forward, that's a guy, if, if he's out there on the waiver wire, scoop it up before kickoff and uh, crack open a beer. All right. You guys buying, selling, Carlos Williams, LaShawn McCoy Um, back in the mix. Yeah, I'm buying uh, because LaShawn McCoy, uh, he's just not 100% right now. Uh, He was limited last week. He's got some hamstring issues. He had issues uh, going back to the preseason. So, you know, 
I know what they want to do with LaShawn McCoy. They want it to be the workhorse. They want to give him the bulk of carries. But I just don't know if physically he can handle everything that they want to give him. I think yeah, Jim, I think worse than that. Go ahead. I, I, I think Buffalo is being totally stupid and keep trotting McCoy out there. Let him get healthy, then bring him out there. Right now they just keep having this lingering issue, and as long as they keep forcing him in the game, it's going to continue all season long. At this point, Carlos Williams is a must-add if he's out there or a trade Woo. guy for you. he got to go get him. Yeah, oh, a unanimous decision around the table. Some good advice here on the Fantasy Football Insiders podcast. Nobody, I'm telling you, nobody breaks it down like this. we got the all-star panel around the room. Joe Everett, Ralph Mancini, Jim Day, I am Rick Saratella. You go find me a better panel, and we'll just bop you over the head like homie. Don't play that one more other guy I'm going to throw out there being heavily, heavily Picked up this week, 36% change, and sticking in that same game, that snobber locker blocker game between Rex Ryan and the Patriots. Patriots and uh, Jets last year, you know, Patriots won both games by a combined three points. Rex Ryan always gets his team up for the Patriots. But how about this Deion Lewis kid out of the University of Pittsburgh has bounced around the last few years. Ralph, we had him on the show a few years back leading up to the draft. Is this real or a mirage, or is, this, or is the whole Patriots backfield just one big mirage? Well, as a general rule, I don't want to mess with the Patriots' backfield uh, just because Belichick from week to week, he could focus on a, a different guy to feature in that offense. Uh, Deion Lewis is, is a player that you need to have on your roster. That doesn't mean you have to start him each and every week. Uh, we know that he's talented. We know that he's versatile. Uh, we know that he could do a number of different things in that offense and that he's explosive. But, you know, LeGarrette Blunt is coming back, and he's going to play a big role in that offense. So I think, you know, he's a, he's a matchup guy. If the matchup is, is good and you think the Patriots are going to put up a lot of points, uh, then, yeah, you could use a Deion Lewis as a flex option, uh, but he's not somebody you want to start each and every week. All right, how about for the week two holiday, Taz? You know, flat, flashing that uh, pass-catching ability coming out of the backfield, Deion Lewis, week two, you buying or selling. And we're talking deep leagues here, 16-team leagues type stuff. Oh, in that case, you you have to try and and, and get him in the lineup if you're talking sixteen team leagues, especially, but only in PPR leagues. In standard leagues, not with uh, Blount coming back this week. I think Blount gets a a ton of work in this one uh, against a tough Bills defense. But Lewis in a really deep league, Lewis is a guy you want to trot out in PPR leagues. He's going to see four or five catches a game probably going forward. It's the Fantasy Football Insiders uh, radio show podcast here, breaking it down for you. And I told you, stingers, stingers. We got those week two stingers, and we got one from Taz. We got one from Joe. Time to turn it over to the good Reverend Ralph Mancini, sipping that Jesus juice over there, are you, Rev? Who's your week two stinger play here on the holiday? Well, you know, I'm, I'm breaking out the shovel, I'm digging deep, and I'm going to go with Crockett Gilmore from the Baltimore Ravens, the big tight end from Colorado State. I love this matchup against the Raiders. They're all banged up in the secondary. They have no safeties. Uh, Nate Allen is going to be out for a while. Uh, Charles Woodson, who's about 40 years old, 
Uh, he's a game-time decision. Uh, the, the Raiders are so desperate to sign a safety that they went out and they got themselves Taylor Mays out of all people. Uh, so mm-hmm. I, I think this is a great matchup for Crockett Gilmore. Last week he played 95% of snaps. Uh, Joe Flacco does like him. If, if you followed uh, the Baltimore Ravens uh, during the um, during the summer, during training camps, Crockett Gilmore outperformed just about every tight end on that Baltimore roster. Max Williams is the future with the uh, Baltimore Ravens, but the present right now is Crockett Gilmore. Uh, last week, uh, Flacco hit him uh, with about four or five targets toward the end of the game. I think uh, he could double those targets this week against the Oakland Raiders. Okay, gentlemen, uh, your take on Crockett Gilmore, somebody that I really like coming out of Colorado State, uh, does have a year experience over Max Williams, but they both learned a new offense during the offseason. Taz, you like uh, Crockett Gilmore this week? Um, Not really in love with him. Just, again, I think the man has talent. Uh, He looked good in the preseason, but I'm just not sure he's going to get enough looks going forward to be fantasy viable every week, and I'm just not trusting him today. All right, Joe. Mark Tressman likes to fling it and wing it. Crockett Gilmore here uh, has some upside. Two yards for 23 catches last week. Are you going to go over or under on those type of numbers? Um. I'd, I'd say barely under. Uh, I'm kind of along the same thing as Jim. I just don't know if I could trust it just yet. It is a tasty matchup. Like Ralph mentioned, those safeties being hurt. They're trotting out Asante in place of uh, Nate Allen, who's gone. And, yeah, if they put out Taylor Mays, I don't know. That could really change some things. Uh, but also good matchups, I think, across the board for a lot of Ravens. So it's but, deeper leagues, you know, special tight end scoring where there are no tight ends and you've got to play somebody, well, you, you, you might be fortunate to have a, a guy like Gilmore. All right, another week two stinger, Crockett Gilmore, right here on the Fantasy Football Insiders radio show, breaking it down. Sealy Four in the house over in the chat room. Good to see some good peeps hanging out in the chat room. Has a flex question, can only start one has Doug Martin, Latavius Murray, or Terrence Williams in the flex. So two running backs and a wide receiver. Uh, I think I know who I like. Let's start off with uh, rookie draft Joe Everett. Uh, Doug Martin, Latavius Murray, or Terrence Williams in the flex. Standard scoring league, Joe. Who do you like here? Uh, The new number one of uh, the Dallas Cowboys, Terrence Williams. I think that's the way I'd go. I mean, obviously they're going to be keying on him, but – it is, unfortunately, standard scoring. I, I mean, if it was PPR, it'd be a lock, but I still like Terrence Williams. Maybe I'm a little too giddy on this Cowboys situation. They seem to really love passing the ball. Williams on a contract year. Sign me up. Cowboys, Eagles should be a shootout. Martin Murray or Williams, Ralph? Uh, uh, I'm going to play it safe here. I'm going to go with Doug Martin. Uh, look, I know he's got a, a weak offensive line. Um, but he's got a favorable matchup against the Saints. You know, I think at least in the beginning, you know, maybe the Tampa Bay Buccaneers keep this somewhat close and they'll try to establish the running game with Doug Martin. Um, I think he's going to get uh, plenty of touches and he's going to get you so he's going he's to provide you with some flex, uh, flex worthiness here. Uh, I want to go with Doug Martin. Yes. I, I have to jump in on this. I, I couldn't like Doug 
Martin any less than I do right now. Um, I, I just have to. Sorry, Rev, but I, I think what happens is Tampa Bay gets behind early, and we're going to see a lot of Charlie Sims in the second half and no Doug Martin because they're going to have to throw the ball to try and stay in this game. Well, yeah, and I, I just don't see Doug Martin half. getting a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, but I, but that Saints, that Saints defense isn't very good. And I think, you know, in the early part of the game, I think Doug Martin should get plenty of touches. That's all. In I'm the saying. first half. I'd rather yeah. have somebody who's going to get a lot of touches all game. And while I don't love Terrence Williams, with Latavius Murray going up against a really stout Baltimore run defense, I'm going to have to go with Terrence Williams in this one in what Vegas calls the biggest shootout of the week. Hey, now, I agree with uh, Joe and Taz. I, too, have to go with Terrence Williams here. Look. Big news coming out, Des Bryant out three months, Terrence Williams. It's his time to shine. If this is going to be a 50-60 point shootout, somebody's got to catch the ball for the Dallas Cowboys. Terrence Williams has made big play after big play after big play. So hopefully we can uh, help you out there, Sealy 4, give you some clarity on this situation. You got it anytime, brother. Good to see you back in the chat room. Draft Scouts Lenny Melnick, our good friends from Roto Expert, Experts in the chat. Shout out to him. And, of course, uh, you know, we didn't get back here for the week one holiday, but we're here for the week two holiday. If you ever want updates for our programming schedule, you can follow us on Twitter at NFL Draft Bible. The live listening audience might get cut off in the next 30 seconds or so, but if you want the season-long stingers, which we're going to recap now, you might have to listen to the archives if you do get cut off. And I do apologize for that. That's not a me issue. That's a blog talk radio issue. And, yes, don't call me Rashard Jennings, but I am pointing fingers. Of course, you can check out the new NFLDraftBible.com. Check it out right now. A one-week free trial with my promo code RIC2015. If you've been paying attention, we've been hitting you with about double-digit new articles Fresh daily, every day. And, of course, the Bears postgame, immediately following every Chicago Bears postgame on the NFLDraftBible.com with our hosts, Chris Shanafelt and Aaron Lemming. Time to reset it here. Boom, shakalaka. I got that right on the money. So the live listening show we say goodbye to here on the archives now. Time to look into the future ball and pull out our season-long stingers. <laughs> yeah, that's how we're going to do it. That's the theme of the show. We're going to go around the table here. Our all-star panel from uh, Scout Fantasy, the Fantasy Taz, Jim Day. You can follow him on Twitter at Fantasy Taz, of course, we got Rookie Draft, Joe Everett. You can follow him on Twitter, at Joe W. Everett. That's two Ts. And, of course, the good, rev- uh, good reverend, I should say, fresh out of church, drunk off the Jesus juice already. You can follow him, at Reverend Ralph. And, of course, I am your host, Rick Saratella. See us on the Draft Bible, at NFL Draft Bible. If you want to get down for the showdown and keep up with the goodness, God bless. Week two holiday here, Sunday, September 20th, 10 a.m. Eastern. We're about to dive into our season-long stingers. So remember, when we guide you to the Fantasy Football Championship and you're making room on the mantle and you're getting out the ring polish for that shine, you know, crown me, baby. Get ready because here we go, season-long. Here are the guys you need to stash on your bench. I'm going to start it off with Taz, week-long 
stinger. <laughs> Who you got? Well, season-long stinger, uh, I think, and I'm I'm going with Terrence West uh, in Tennessee. Look, you know, Sankey had a good game week one. I'm not going to say he didn't. Two touchdowns, 74 rushing yards, not a bad game at all. But the thing that scares me the most is just, you know, oh, days after acquiring West, West saw just as many snaps on the field as Sankey did. That scares the bejesus out of me. I think West is a better running back. I think as the you know the weeks turn on, he's going to be the guy that comes to the forefront of that rushing offense, not Sankey. So I like Terrence West as a year-long stinger. Interesting take. Now, Terrence Williams, little attitude problems, Joe, over there in Cleveland. Looks like they got tired of that act, shipped him out. Small school kid, FCS competition. David Cobb, we don't know really what his status or situation is at that point. Maybe you can enlighten the situation. you buying or selling that Terrence West selection. I don't know that I'm buying it. It's a little too uh, bold sauce for me. Um, I, I do have to agree, though, with Jim, the fact that as soon as they acquire West and he gets that much work, uh, alarm bells should be ringing, Bishop Sankey. And even uh, dynasty owners of David Cobb might be fretting the waters there. So uh, clearly he's part of the piece. But I don't know that Antonio Andrews is out of the picture yet. And even the Titans offense, sure, they blew up for those 40-plus in, in week one. But is that going to happen week in, week out? I'm a little skeptical of Terrence West. And also, like you mentioned, um, everything I've read about is this guy is a problem child, a little bit of a head case. So hopefully for his sake it works out in Tennessee. But I'm um, a little too volatile for me. All right, split decision. Let's go over to the Reverend Ralph Mancini for the tiebreaker. Terrence West, Ralph, we saw some highlights of what the kid can do last year, especially inside that goal line work situation. Has the bulk and size to carry the uh, goal line touches, sniff out some pay dirt. Long term, what are you seeing here? He's shown some flashes. I think uh, ultimately I think he's an average back. He's got average elusiveness, average power. Uh, but average might be good enough in that backfield because Bishop Sankey, uh, as Taz said, is not a guy you can rely on, I think, season long. I think he's going to show his warts sooner rather than later. So I think, you know, and you look at that roster, I like David Cobb, but guess what? He's going to be out until week nine. So I think uh, I think West is going to be the guy eventually. Nothing great, average runner. But he is going to get some volume, and that's going to give you some some value there. So, yeah, I'm going to have to agree. I, I, I kind of like Terrence West. Okay. I do think, for the record, that you can get a couple games out of Terrence West. Hey, if you have a roster spot to play around with, you can afford to stash him. I don't know if week two is the week to start him, but uh, injury to Sankey and West could be rumbling, bumbling, stumbling for 100 yards and a – touchdown or two maybe you get an injury maybe you need a bye week fill in but not a bad pick there from uh, fantasy taz jim day for the terrence west season-long stinger Woo! right here on fantasy football insider show and since we're talking tennessee titans we're gonna get the rest of the panel stingers but first i gotta ask this fellas real or mirage For those of you out there who might have waited too long for a starting quarterback, you know, you play the waiting game in the fantasy football draft, and sometimes you find yourself stuck holding Carson Palmer. Maybe that's you out there listening right now. Gentlemen, Marcus Mariota, feel free to jump in. Real or Mirage? 
I'm trying to be nice and let others answer, but hey, I, I think he's semi-real. I don't think we're going to see this type of performance week in and week out. Um, as a matter of fact, I'm not sure we're going to see that type of performance today uh, as he goes against a pretty tough Cleveland defense at home. So I, I want to see what he does do. I, I still think when push comes to shove, I think when Jameis Winston is going to be the better of the two quarterback, the rookie quarterbacks. And, you know, I, I – Mario, great start. I can't take it away from Tennessee. Came out firing last week, just blew up Tampa Bay. But unfortunately for them, Tampa Bay is one of the lowliest defenses in the league, and I'm not sure that trend continues. So interesting. The Taz here with Winston over Mario. Go ahead, Joe. I hear you chomping at the the bit here. I'm still on that line of thinking. I think we have yet to see the best of Winston. And, yeah, it's, it's sure a horrible rough start. But as far as Mariota, I think there is some real. Uh, he is working with one of the foremost offensive gurus in the game in Wisenhunt. And they mm. they came out with a great plan. Uh, I, the real, it's going to hit the fire week five against the Bills. That's when we're going to find out if it's real or not. But as far as stats, uh, like you mentioned, Rick, if you're the guy that waited and you got Mariota on your bench, you're going to think of starting him more times than not. That's for certain. So uh, is he real? Yeah, those stats are real, and he will run for some scores. And this guy can produce for you uh, statistically. There's no doubt. Yeah, I, I'm yeah, not ready like... to say that, that he's a starter or number one quarterback. I, I would still consider him a QB2 uh, until I see how defenses adjust to him and, uh, and how he progresses and how he develops. But I do like his accuracy. That is for real. I do like his quick release. That's real. His athletic ability, that's real as well. Uh, so right now, I keep him as a QB2. And, uh, and and just keep him stashed away. When you need to start him, you start him in a good matchup. Uh, but if you're, you know, I, I'm not ready to anoint him as a fantasy QB1 yet. Okay, and we talk about that accuracy. When you talk about accuracy, you talk about short term, short to intermediate type passing, and I like what Tennessee's done. They built the, all. you know, instead of making Mariota adapt to the offense, they adapted the offense to Mariota. A lot of dinking and dunking reminds me of the right-handed version of Steve Young. We'll see how that trend continues, but uh, there's the scoop, the 411 on Marcus Mariota. Now, let's stick with the good Reverend Ralph Mancini for his season-long stinger. <laughs> That one died. What do you got, Rev? Well, you know, I was going to go with Cole Beasley, you know, and he's still available right now. Uh, But since we already talked about him, I'll give you another player to stash away. Uh, And this is a guy that you happen to like a lot as well. It's Cameron Artis Payne from the Carolina Panthers. It's just going to be a matter of when, not if, Jonathan Stewart goes down with some serious injury. And Cameron Sardin Payne is the type of guy who's got great instincts, He's a patient runner. He could he could gobble up those yards after contact. He's got a little bit a little bit of juice uh, to him, and he can rip off some good long runs. So I think you know at some point I think he's going to be the number one running back in Carolina, and he's a guy that you will want on your roster. Now, if you've been listening to previous podcasts, you don't need to know that I'm all about CAP and the place to be. Turf Toe Johnny Store never stays healthy. We know that, Joe. How soon is it till we see some production from the SEC-proven running back Cameron Artis Paint? How many licks will it take to get to the center of this tootsie <laughs> roll pop? Uh, that's Jonathan Stewart for you. Uh, but honestly... 
cap is the great stash on your roster because of the absence, too, of, of Kelvin Benjamin. They have to throw a lot of underneath and a lot more to the backs. And, you know, what Stewart's getting right now could very well easily be Cameron Artis Payne. So, yeah, if you got that extra roster spot, I have no problems with stash and Artis Payne. Taz, your thoughts? Yeah, same thing. I, I totally agree with that. Can't expect Stewart to make it through the whole season. And at that point, I think uh, Cap definitely gets a, the lion's share of the work. So I agree. I think he's a great stash for now. And I think, you know, within a few weeks, you'll probably see him getting more and more playing time because, you know, let's face it, Carolina has to know they can't count on Stewart for the whole 16 games. Make it unanimous like you already know. The amazing part is we got around that without mentioning the name. Fozzie Whitaker, hey now, <laughs> listen here, it's the Fantasy Football Insiders Radio Show, you know how we do, time to kick it over to my main man, Joe Everett, break it down, season-long sting <clears throat> who you got? Well, we already brought up uh, Carlos Williams of the Bills, he probably should just be taken, um, uh, if he isn't, once again, scoop him off the wire, Tyler Lockett of the Seahawks, if we haven't brought him up, the owned, so maybe that's borderline, might not be a very good league, but I'm trying to get him in all my leagues just because he looks like the most talented player on the Seahawks right now from an explosion perspective. I know a lot of it's special teams, and sure, if your league rewards kick and punt return yardage, that's all well and good, but even without that, I think he's going to settle into a nice little slot role there. He caught all four of his targets week one. Looking at this kid, you can almost see it. The best is yet to come with Lockett. The the bloodlines, and yes, I know I'm a little rookie crazy here, guys, but Lockett looks like something special. All right, I like that pick, Tyler Lockett. Fellas, your thoughts, Ralph? Ralph. Hey, I like Tyler Lockett for a long time. Uh, I think that the Seahawks, um, outside of Jimmy Graham, they don't have anything special at the uh, you know, in terms of their receiving options. Uh, and you love this kid, his versatility. Uh, he's a playmaker. He's explosive. I think there's a need for a player like that in that Seattle offense. I think as the weeks go on, he's going to assume a bigger and bigger role. Taz, it's almost like having Percy Harvin back without the without the headaches. Yeah, that would be nice to get her, Percy Harvin back without the headaches. Uh you know, I, I, yeah, it's hard not to agree here. I, I definitely got to roll with you guys on this one. All right, we're winding down to the show, and uh, I'm going to throw out my season-long stinger, and I know that Carlos Hyde was uh, breaking it down for the people now, and all you fantasy football owners out there in America was loving you some Carlos Hyde, but uh, here's another guy who runs too hard. Too fast to carry the ball 20, 25 times every single week for a 16-game span. That's why I'm calling out, hey now, all around the globe, Jared Haney. I know he saw a limited role this past week, week one, but here's a guy still finding his way, still finding his groove, but I think he's going to be moving and grooving into the end zone Somehow, some way, he's going to be, play a role on this 49ers offense. You know, Eric Mangini pulling out all the stops last week on the defense. If Carlos Hyde gets going and throw in, sprinkle in a little Jared Haney, hey now, what you guys say now, 30 seconds or less, each person tats. 
Well, Haney's going to be a gadget guy for them. He might get in some work. Uh, but, it, you know, when Reggie Bush comes back, he's going to get a touch of it, too. Haney might, you know, have one or two, maybe even possibly three games where he scores relevant fantasy points. Uh, but outside of a, a, a true breakdown in, in the running backs in front of him, I don't see him getting a lion's share. Rev? I think he's going to need an injury to be somebody that, you know, you're going to want to start regularly. So uh, I I don't see it for him this year. I I think there are too many cooks in that kitchen. So I would would say no on Jared Haney. Yeah, only in the deepest of leagues that also reward special teams uh, scores because he is – Returning some punts, I believe. So, but you get on the field, yeah. I agree well, with he, Rev. I think he's he can hold on to him. He is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Hey now, it's Haney, and that's right. I got him stashed on a forty-man, no, thirty-five-man roster. So I'm just waiting, and plotting, and planning, and that's what we do. It's only a matter of time until we bring the championships home. I'm sorry, guys, but that does it uh, for the Power Hour here. I want to give a special shout out to Jim Day, the Fantasy Taz from. Uh, fantasy scout, scout fantasy, I should say. Of course, the good Reverend Ralph Mancini and uh, rookie draft Joe Everett from the NFLDraftBible.com. Make sure you check it out. The new NFLDraftBible.com brought to you by NUC Sports. Try it. Sign up free. One week free trial. RIC 2015. Check it out. Find out what it's all about. And of course, Coming up today after the Chicago Bears post game, it's the CS Podcast with 